Oh snap, I got David Meltzer on this one. Sports One Marketing CEO and the Playbook Podcast host. I drove down to Irvine, California from Calabasas just to do this one in person live prior to the social distancing. This is an incredible opportunity that I had and we have the video podcast on my YouTube channel. So check it out there. Absolutely know you're going to love this one. How to make the phone fun. Let's make the phone fun again. It's so timely for everything going on. We're going to get dialed in right now. All right, David Meltzer, man, welcome to All Things Telesales Podcast, man. I appreciate your time today. Oh, of course, man. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and you gave me this great gift, compassion before commission, Yeah, and I think that says it all. Yeah, man, for sure. That's what we're all about, man, so definitely know you are, too, so Thank definitely I uh, appreciate this opportunity to sit with you today. We're all about having fun, too, trying to make the, f- the phone fun again. A lot of people, they're so serious and take life too seriously, you know. I know you definitely enjoy life and you know, out to live your best life. So um, I'm real curious, walk me through uh, the most fun you've ever had on a sales call. Oh, so first of all, I got to just start with the fact that the reason I want to do the interview is yeah. I think if you want to distinguish yourself in the future, and I'm teaching my own kids this, yeah. number one, you got to have toughness. Yeah. I don't think people are tough enough anymore. Right. And two, you got to learn to use the telephone. Yeah, people yeah. think a telephone is used for texting and, and accessing data. It's, it's for speaking. Yeah. Right. It's for speaking. So my favorite telesales and man, I still will tell you one of my superpowers is cold calling. Yeah. Like I know I'll never starve because I can raise money and I can cold call. Yeah. I can cold call better than anyone that I know. I probably could knit myself a cape that says <laughs> super cold caller. But one of my favorite things to do, uh, it's like the alter ego effect, but it trains so many people. You know, in the book Alter Ego Effect, they say, you know, take on a different ego and cause call as a different ego. So one simple switch which is fun is I had some people that had difficulties, blockages, shortages, voids about cold calling. And I said, just change your name. Yeah. It'll make a huge difference. Like, you know, yeah, I'm Steve. It, that changes. <laughs> but where my favorite one ever happened, I ran a big sales force, yeah. right? Right out of law school. Youngest one by about 15 years. And I trained people all around the country for West Publishing. We were hiring so many people growing so fast. And we had an inside sales force and an outside sales force. Everybody's cold calling. Yeah. And we, I had a lot of lawyers that were working for me that didn't know how to sell. They didn't know how to argue, but they didn't know how to sell. And they definitely didn't know how to cold call. So I said, here, watch this. We're going to shift the paradigm. I want you to call this person and try to see how quickly you can get kicked off the phone. There you go. Right? How quickly right. you can get kicked off the phone. <laughs> because at the time, there was this thing called the jerky boys. Yeah. And they would cold call people. Right. Right? And, and crank call them. Yeah. And they They'd say like, and it, and it always amazed me, why do people stay on the phone? Like these people right. are being so rude. And meanwhile, I'm trying to be nice and sell and right. people are hang up on me in one second. But these guys are like 15 minutes into like abusing this person. <laughs> like how, how can, they, why is this yeah. happening? Greatest lesson. So I did a whole day of cold calling and recording. This was only audio back then. Wow. Like guys just like, hey jerky. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what? Hey, I'm calling to sell you. Like it was hilarious. And it, they were, but it was the most yeah. powerful training because what it did is it showed people that you can have fun on the phone. That yeah. when you get and fall into the shortage voids and obstacles, is because you're carrying that energy. Yeah. And so I have all kinds of freaky little tricks where you know I close my eyes and say this will be an effortless call. I'll receive no resistance. Like I have all, 120 energy 
carrying through me going, I'm bringing a hundred dollars worth of value and only asking for 20 back. But the main thing about yeah. my telesales is that it's step by step. Yeah. Just remember the golden rule of telesales, 80% of the people don't pick up. Right. So if you don't know how to leave a message, yeah. you've killed yourself. Exactly. And I guarantee you, when I ask people, what are the two things that happen when you call? Most people can't even answer that, let alone if they don't answer, what are you supposed to say? Most people can't answer that. These are professional telesales people. Right. I'm telling you, these are simple ways to be extraordinary on the telephone is to learn how, number one, to treat the 80% of your calls. Yeah. Because there's only one thing you want to do on a cold call if they don't answer. Only one thing you worry about, getting them to call you back. Right. Don't sell, don't explain, exactly. don't teach, just get them to call you back. Unless right. of course it's your mother-in-law right. and then you can tell her not to call you back. That's the yeah. yeah, exactly. How, how might you go about it? Like I got a $200 gift card for you to call me back. Some some way to intrigue them to, to, to call back. So, you know, that's determinative upon what you do have, right? right. So if right. it's a, you know, I, w- I would say anything, even better than giving away. Giving away is good, but people, they're not stupid. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you giving me? There's no free. Uh, Marcus Allen told me there's no free. Lunch is always $2.75. Uh, <laughs> I love that saying because it means a yeah. lot. But moreover, I like to go the opposite. Like, I'd like to figure out what I can do for you. So, you know, if I'm calling a company, I'm always calling to say, hey, I want to buy your shit. You know yeah, when people yeah. call me back because I literally just leave leave a, a message saying, hey, this is Dave Meltzer. I want to buy your shit. Give me a call. They'll call back. Now, <laughs> I didn't say what price I want to buy it at. Right. I said I want to buy it. And people say, well, you're lying. I'm not lying. Yeah. You know, if they sell me the $100 item for a dollar, I'll buy it. But I get them to call me back. Yeah. Right. And so be really smart. Uh, only time stimulating interest or, or in telesales, that portion of the call that's about stimulating interest, is the only time I think you can be on the line of virtue. Don't lie. Don't oversell. Don't exaggerate. Try not to manipulate. But it's the only time. Once you get them to call you back, everything has to be at the highest integrity. Credibility is the most important thing. And so you always want to tell the truth, illuminate the weaknesses, illustrate the strengths, great quantitative value when you're talking about how they can be profitable with what you're selling. And you will unbelievably kill it. And you can tell already, this is my game, telesales. I'm sure. Like I said, I got a cape, super tell guy. (laughs) Yeah. So alter ego, what's your alter ego? So alter ego effect is taking what I'm most weak at yeah. Uh, and then pretending and taking on the quality of somebody. Uh, so, you know, if I was playing baseball, I would carry Tony Gwynn's card in my back pocket. Yeah. And because I wanted to be like Tony Gwynn. And in my mind, that's the energy that I carried. So for me, you know, it was Mike Bosworth in selling, which was the <laughs> yeah. guy who taught me how to sell, solution selling guy. And yeah. I literally would take on his persona. In fact, sometimes uh, when I was cold calling and my name didn't matter, I would just say I'm Mike, you know, and I would be so much <laughs> better on the phone and I take on that ego because it's interesting because if you're yourself and and this is why this is exactly related to a a study that I saw with Home Depot our ego gets in our way we're afraid this is where toughness comes into we're afraid to get our feelings hurt right right you know being as ugly as I am I learned no really early because I like (laughs) girls I like to go on dates and I wasn't afraid to ask but I learned to take no Right. right. I learned all of a sudden it was a numbers game that someday I'd find, you know, a beautiful blind and deaf girl right. and she would say yes and it worked. Right. But my feelings were really hurt every time I got rejected, cut yeah. from a team, told exactly. I couldn't play football. My feelings were hurt. Right. Right? That's where the toughness comes in. Well, at Home Depot there's four ways to check out. 
There's the garden checkout, there's the normal consumer checkout, there's the pro contractor checkout, and self-checkout. Right. Well, they sell warranties, right, for tools, exactly. barbecues, right. you know, the, the Best Buy scam, right? You want two or three years on that video game. Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a download on a link. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I know you're selling me a case, but like, right. I'm not paying an extra $4.95 for a two-year warranty on a video game. Yeah, well, crazy. Home Depot does the same thing. Do you know which checkout has the highest sales of warranties? Yeah, the, the one where there's actual person there. You would think so. You would think so. Yeah. It's the self. The self-checkout. Self you know why? No. Because the computer has no ego, meaning uh, it asks every it time. It asks every time. Yeah. Right? When you check out, it says, would yeah. you like a warranty? Yeah. In the aggregate, 32% more it sells warranties. Wow. So if we can use the alter ego effect to take our ego out yeah. of the fear of rejection. Yeah. Right? Why, why wouldn't you at least ask? If you're being paid a commission, and they are, right, right at Home Depot, you're at, yeah. you're at the pro contractor desk, you're at the consumer desk, you're at the garden desk. Why wouldn't you at least ask? Yeah. The worst thing they can say is, no. No, right. But we're so afraid to get our feelings hurt. We yeah. lost toughness and we lost the use of the telephone. And you're sitting in the perfect spot with your podcast and, and your interviews and your teaching mm -hmm. to help people be tough, right. utilizing an alter ego, utilizing how they can provide value, quantitative value to people, putting compassion, right? I'm a compassionate capitalist, right. putting compassionate yeah. first, which means exactly. appreciate what you will be, appreciate what they will be. Right. And you can take that attitude when you're selling them as well to appreciate what they will be with your product solution or service. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's caring enough to help them, you know, that's the compassion before, before commission is not that the commission check's not going to come, but it's my way of curing commission breath. Yeah. Yeah. You get focused on the end, tie your emotions to the end. It creates fear, void, shortages, obstacles, separation, inferiority, superiority. Commission is an outcome. Yeah. Compassion is a journey. Right. Cause, cause a lot of people, they get so distracted and carried away with the outcome. And we, as sales professionals and sales leaders, we always want to track the outcome. That's our KPI, our key performance indicator. Right. So, What's a good out? Like, is that the outcome, or how? How do we? I say count how many times I make somebody laugh. That's a great KPI to start with. You know that that's a journey KPI, right? Yeah. So for me, I use consistency of whatever it is I'm looking to do, meaning consistent of the persistent without quit pursuit of whatever potential, making people laugh, mm -hmm. providing value to people. I'm also very consistent about the numbers, right? Because I'm yeah. if I'm in the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential as a better cold caller, a better salesperson, I'm going to expand and accelerate through that, right? So what happens is that if I'm concerned... I know that if I do this every day, I knock on 50 doors, I do 100 cold calls a day, I send out 200 emails, whatever it is, every single day. Statistically, if I keep practicing, I'm going to get better, but I got to keep on getting the same number at bats. Right. Right? I mean, the home run champions usually also have the most strikeouts. Yeah, exactly. Right? Go look up Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds and others. They all, Why? Because they have the most at bats as well. Right. Like all these little KPIs that you're talking about really have an overarching platform or theme of a journey of consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. For me, that word compassion, the compassion of it, the feelings, the emotions right. are so important because we don't want to tie our emotions to the outcome right. because we're never going to be happy. 
if you tie your happiness to a commission, exactly. you're never going to be happy. There's always more commissions. There's always higher commissions. You're all if you lose a commission, then you're not happy. Right. You charge back, you're not yeah, happy. You're really not happy. Yeah. yeah. But if you apply your emotions, your compassion yeah. to the journey. Yeah. To hey, I'm getting better at this. Yeah. And I'm proud of myself every day. I've done yeah. you know fifty of these, a thousand of these, two hundred of these every day, seven days a week. Now, one other thing in telesales and sales in general is that you can't see it as work. One of the things I know about you is you don't see it as work. Yeah. It's activity you get paid for right. and activity you don't get paid for. Yeah. I don't need to take vacation. Right. right. The best thing about telesales and sales is you can do it from anywhere. Grab a pair of AirPods, yeah. right, and a phone list and get it done, <laughs> man. And I'm talking about whether you're sitting yeah. on the beach and feed. I still travel the whole world and I can make more money sitting on a beach than anybody I know. I can get to Fiji, Australia, China. The best thing is most of these countries now have better wireless connectivity than we do. They have better telecom than we do. So people joke around. I'm sitting in, uh, no lie, Marrakesh in a Raj, this palace. Mm -hmm. And literally the speed of my internet and the clarity on my phone was incredible. I was all pissed off because I landed in LAX and all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting dropped to my nine-year-old son. I'm so excited to see him. Meanwhile, I was in the palace in Marrakesh, right? <laughs> and he could hear me perfectly. I could play video games if I wanted to. So right. why would that activity I get paid for just stop because I'm sitting in a palace in Marrakesh waiting for my wife to work out? Because one of the interesting things about traveling too is the time zones change. So you can have like a full day if you have the inspiration and energy, the productivity, accessibility, and gratitude to do what you want to do. You know, I can work six hours before anybody wakes up or after they go to bed. Right. And I don't call it work. It's activity I get paid for. Right. Sometimes I make more money on quote unquote what people call vacations. Now, I vacation every day. I take a minimum at least of 10 minutes a day to take a vacation. Therefore, yeah. I'm not one of those guys like, oh, I got to take off a month. I'm so exhausted. You know, dude, I'm just constantly clearing the connection to that, which inspires me. Yeah. The light lessons in love, even of telesales, cold calling, all the things that people haven't learned to love to do you and i have learned to love it that's why you said you got to make it fun that's your first thing right i just enjoy that pursuit yeah 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 because uh, it's all about the impact is is that uh, indicator impact equals revenue yep so if you're making impact and you're helping change lives that's going to end up as a result as a byproduct of that and you had mentioned connection to me connection is currency but first it starts with connecting with yourself and for you to say you know i'll take 10 minutes you know walk me through that yeah so um i believe in routines first of all i have two routines the routine that as a normal routine and then i have an adaptable routine for when things are different you know families in town or i got a bachelor party or i'm going traveling to europe or asia or somewhere so that routine is indicative of finding myself first so 20 minutes yeah. first thing in the day always is via meditation right finding yeah. my center creating my highest frequency yeah. so i have a baseline for when things throw me off my ego-based consciousness the need to be right the need to be offended separate yeah. inferior superior anxious frustrated angry all the different things that could happen when we're cold calling i have a baseline a higher frequency that when that happens instead of moving and accelerating in the wrong trajectory I go back to that center, back to that baseline, and then create a flow. Uh, Russell Wilson, one of the greatest quarterbacks that have played the game, he lives in neutral, and that's the idea of finding a higher frequency, is living in neutral, so you don't have that interference, corrosion, the objections, the resistance that you get in sales. It's all relieved simply because you find that higher frequency. You look within first, knowing you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. So that's all yeah. truly a great philosophy in sales. Yeah, it's all about um, deposits, right? So, you know, you can't, 
have somebody keep making withdrawals if you don't have the deposits coming in. So the, the exact same thing with like mentorship. And I know there's some people out there that have mentorship programs going on. And, and who were who some of your mentors along this journey of life? Yeah. So for me, I mean, I learned to be an executive business coach from Marshall Goldsmith. He's one yeah. of the top business coaches in the world, one of a great mentor. But, you know, I've had some extraordinary mentors like Lee Steinberg in the sports world, the most notable yeah. sports agent in the world. Jack Canfield is a great yeah. mentor. Bob Proctor is a great mentor. Yeah. Blaine Bartlett's a great mentor. A lot of world thought leaders. And then people that have passed away, like Napoleon Hill and Wayne Dyer, yeah, they've been Wayne great Dyer, mentors yeah. of mine as well. Yeah. What I normally do, I currently have one of the best mentors and her name's Dr. Mita Singh and she's also the sleep doctor for the Washington Nationals who won four road games in the World Series to win the World Series for the first time ever but I use her every day because you know one of the habits that we share the greatest habit that we share that spend the most time on is sleep and I decided that I got to find someone that sits in the situation that I want to be in for what I do a third of my life which is sleep so I just got back from New York today but had coached by the greatest sleep doctor in the world on what time I should eat, what time I should go to bed, planning where the hotel was because I could spend the extra hour on this side and less hour on that side and all these different things that most people don't think about. But in the end, you know, we sleep every day on average eight hours a day. And most people don't even think about it. That's why I have a mentor. Find somebody, at least three people that sit in a situation you want to be in, doesn't matter who they are, and then go ahead and learn from them, allow them to accelerate through situational experience and dummy tax that they paid. Don't find mentors that don't have the situational knowledge. Remember, people that just love you doesn't mean they give you good advice. So when I go to my mom for business advice, that's stupid. She's a second grade teacher. (laughs) Now I go for her for parenting advice. That's genius. My mom's the greatest parent I've ever met. And my siblings are living proof of it. I'm the only probably uh, disappointment for her. (laughs) But besides that, she's a great parent. And I, you know, as I got older, realized I got to find and seek the mentorship from the experts in the field that I'm looking for. Right. You got this saying, man, it's uh, how can I be a service? Yeah. So it's more than just a saying, right? It's a series of questions. So in sales, uh, especially I can, tell you, if you want to get into the flow, if you want to harness the energy of the universe, enough light, you have enough power in your thumb to light up all of LA. If you want to access that power, all you got to do is learn a series of questions. And it's yeah. really two series of questions. One, series of questions to figure out how I can be of service or of value. Yeah. Living the life with that Meltzer kaleidoscope, a lens of productivity, how productive or how much value can I provide? Accessibility, how accessible am I to people like you and others that are asking right. for my help? And two, how am I accessing what I want? And then three, the lens of gratitude, right? Having the right perspective, especially in telesales, right? Learning to love what you do. I learned to love taking the trash out. So then I also can learn to love making cold calls. How many people you actually can learn to love making cold calls? I can. I can learn to love shoveling shit 12 hours a day, six days a week. I would find the the love and the lessons in it. I would. And I tell you what would happen from it. I will learn to love what I do. And that will always keep me free, keep me positive and keep me happy. And kind of like my wife said, get out of the way. Uh, I'm trying to wash these dishes. Get out of my way. And I'm like, hold up. You're trying to tell me that I can't be great at something, like something small, like washing the dishes. No, I got this. Let me get in on this. Yeah, you know? which leads to the yeah. second series of questions, right? With yeah. most, that creates uh, radical humility. The harder series of questions for most people, especially in sales, is do you know anybody that can help me? Right. Like so many times we cheat ourselves that we're talking to someone that the quantifiable value is not there, right. but we short change our statistical success by not asking, yeah. do you know anybody that can help me? I love that. Yeah. Because it, it's okay to have like give, 
and have an ask too. Absolutely, and you don't yeah. have to trade the give for the ask, but if you provide quantitative value, you're making room or creating a void to fill that ask and that value. And in order to do that, you need to ask a series of questions to figure out who that person knows. You know, never cheat the gatekeeper. Always treat a gatekeeper with respect. You never know who the who the gatekeepers, yeah. gatekeepers are in your life. You can meet somebody in a subway, a bus stop, yeah. on the street, whose uncle, aunt, dog's yeah. owner, babysitter, is somebody of significance that wants what you have and can provide value. Interesting thing about today compared to when we were young is, you know, normally when you're asking, do you know anyone that can help me? It's usually some sort of group organization that they belong to. Card game, a golf tournament, you know, so, some church group, whatever it was. Today, man, average Jim and Joe and John and Jane, they have a thousand connections. Yeah. Literally, because just the average person, a thousand. So if you're just asking every day, four or five, six people, you're getting four or five, six thousand people in your network every single day. And a month, you can reach more people than in a lifetime of my grandparents or parents or even me up until I was 40 years old, right? The last 12 years, maybe we now have a more significant change of who we can reach and how we can reach them, understanding the frequency, scope, scale, and size of the audience that we're talking to. It's amazing how people don't utilize the telephone in order to effectuate that spectrum to talk about the strength of their signal and the clarity of their message to provide value to the 4.2 billion people on the internet. That yeah. never was available. Yeah. And, and one thing I, I saw a clip of, you're talking about how you can move somebody with your words because the telephone, it's all about emotional based selling, how you can, you know, how you can whisper, how you can, you know, shout and get excited in certain parts of, you know, whatever script that you might have, or, you know, put yourself in it and have fun. Um, what advice might you give along those lines? People buy on emotion for logical reasons. Yeah. So what good is a text? Text is a factual communication. Yeah. It's great to say I'm five minutes late because you don't need any emotions tied down five minutes right. late or I'll be there in three minutes or yeah. here's the address. That's what text was made for. Right. Right. But to get emotional attachment, people buy on emotion for logical reasons. You need to have intonation, connotation, yeah. context. You need to have energy and frequency mm -hmm. there. You know, and I know both that I can make somebody cry on the phone. I could yeah. tell you a story yeah. just verbally and make you cry. Yeah. I could not make you cry unless factually something, if I texted it to you, right? Like, you know, right. your dog was hit by a car that would make you cry because the fact your dog was hit by a car. Yeah. Right. But I could explain something to you about someone that you didn't even know, circumstances, exactly. whatever it is, make up a story, and you would be bawling if I did. I couldn't do that by text. Yeah. Right? Exactly. There's no intonation constantly. I couldn't get you motivated and inspired. I couldn't get you to move. I couldn't get you to sit. I couldn't get you to calm down via text. Right? In fact, most things get exacerbated and worse and accelerate out of control when people are trying to communicate some emotions over text because it's always distorted and disconnected. If we're talking... Yeah. I can explain when it gets distorted and disconnected. Oh, no, 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 I didn't mean that. Right. <laughs> right? You can't say that on text. Right. It just comes over. Yeah. One time, true yeah. story real yeah. quick. And we're getting in the last two minutes, but people love this. Early yeah. on via text, back when you had WAP phones, which are flip phones where you hit each button three times for A, B, C. Yeah. Remember when we would text that way? Yeah. Well, right. I, I had a, in Mumbai a developer, a very famous guy who's very emotional. In fact, he uh, killed himself recently. Very emotional guy. I, I accidentally had the caps locks on. Mm -hmm. And 
I sent him a message. And for two weeks, he wouldn't answer my calls. And he's working for me. We're doing like a video, you know, morphing and rigging something for an animated video for Mariah Carey in a music video in, in India. And he's over in Mumbai. And I texted him. I don't know why he won't answer me. Very emotional guy, obviously, yeah. and unstable, obviously. Right. Uh, nice guy. Uh, had some mental illness. But more importantly, uh, I finally got in touch with him. I'm like, what, dude, what's the matter? He's like, well, Cap. You, you capitals mean you're yelling at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got in his feelings. That's just how stupid yeah. texting is. You got to use a telephone, have an intonation, connotation, and yeah. context to what you say. Yeah. Put the vibration and the motivation and the inspiration in what you say by using yeah. what you say and how you say it. And remember, it's not what you say. It is how you say it. Yeah, it's all about that tonality. How can I be a service? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the best way you can be of service for me is to share my content. Yeah. Uh, best way your audience can be of service is to text me what their biggest takeaway is. So yeah. I know it's not what I'm saying. It's how I'm saying it. It's not what I say. It's what they hear. I don't know what really resonates with people. I don't know what brings the most value of all the stuff that we talked about over the last 25 minutes. Yeah. So if you could text me at 949-298-2905, 949-298-2905, let me know what means the most to you, had the most impact on you, it certainly would help. But if you could share my content, do good deeds, uh, find me bigger stages to impact more people. I'm trying to, you know, my mission is to impact over a billion yeah. people just to be happy. You know, it's dmeltzer.com. You can search David Meltzer, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera. You can Google David Meltzer. I'm not the wrestling guy, so it's not Dave. It's Dave. <laughs> David, but I really look yeah. forward to being of service and helping others and yeah. allowing others to help me as well. So I appreciate you taking the time to drive all the way down here in the rain, which is a rare thing that we get to say in California. Right. But uh, keep <laughs> on cold calling, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you.